0: Hey, what's happening everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as one a month or 12 dollars a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward/workforit to find out more. a year, that won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it.
1: And one, you're listening to the Work For It podcast. That's right. It's December. It climbed right on top of you and started crushing you like the holidays tend to do. And we're here to bring back some of this hard talk again. I got a lot of DMs. I got a lot of messages from people going, "Yeah, I needed to hear that, man. I needed to hear that what you said in the last episode, being hard." And then I got a couple of people that were like, "The world is tough and it's a hard place," and you know. And I went, "You know, you you're right. It is a hard place, and and I'm hoping that one day you'll step up and you'll you'll do what needs to be done like a man will do." Or a woman will do that has to take care of herself. Complaining gets you nowhere. The only thing that solves anything at all. Every problem has one solution. And that's action. And when you heard me talking about how things can change for you if you just pick up and go. There's no magic pill. There's no, hey, I wish I could sprinkle a little this on my knives and they would sell. Or on my work and they would sell. Nope. It all comes through action. And taking that action has never been easier. So if I hear you complaining and I hear you saying it's not possible, you should just move out of the way for those of us that are doing it. Because you need to change your mindset. Every single day you need to approach your work the way we do here at Work For It, which is head forward, head down, keep moving, let's go. Pludge away. We can do it. Together we can do this. And... And I know, I know there's a few people out there who may see the work that I do differently than their own. And it's actually not true at all. The work that I do is just like the work that you do. I might sell different things. I might be in a little bit of a different category, but the only way that any of my items sell, whether it be the grinders that I make, the forges that I make, or the little trinkety things, the things that collab with others on. The only way that they sell is if I get out there and I work for it and I actually do sell it. Remember, the 50-50 rule is this. You make the thing, which is 50% of your job, and the other 50% is you selling it, getting out there, talking about it, telling every single person you know about it, and when you're hungry enough, you'll do it, and trust me when I tell you, I'm never going back. I'm never going back to that place that I was in, that dark place, that place where, see. I have an interesting view on capitalism. A lot of people think that capitalism is the devil and that we need a more equal system for distributing our money and, and making sure that everyone is taken care of and all of this. And, and I have an argument against that. And here's the reason why. Because when I was down and I was dark and my bank account had no money in it and I was really poor and I had two little kids and I needed money and I had to work really hard, it was, it was really tough on me, but it made me believe that I could do it. Once I started seeing some traction and started getting somewhere with my life, I realized that I can do this. I can be self-reliant. And then I realized I need to change my mindset. I need to look at the world in a different way. I need to follow my heart and my passion and do the things that I love because I did it for 15 years. I ran a business that I really wasn't happy with. Didn't like the work. I didn't like the people. Didn't like what I was doing. And when I, five years ago, when I started housemate, it was on a dream and I just figured, you know what, I'm, I'm getting older now. I'm in my forties and I should probably follow my dreams. And I did that. And I thought, you know, it would be great if I could just make an, maybe say a hundred dollars a day. If I could make a hundred dollars a day, that would be life changing for me. And there's some days where I make 10 X that now. And it's like, My whole existence is different, not because of the money, but because I didn't care about the money. I followed my heart and I just did it. And then capitalism came in, swooped in and said, you're one of the good guys. We're going to support you. The market said this because we can see what you're doing. You're following your heart. You're giving a good quality product, good quality customer service. You're doing what you're doing. And the market supported me. And I think to myself, man. Had I done this 20 years ago, I'd be way further ahead than I am now. I really wish somebody would have just given me all this stuff and just told me like, hey, Brian, you know, Housemaid is going to come up. You should just hear some money. Take this money and, and go create something with it. But wait a minute. I had to do it all on my own. I had to climb and I had to claw and I had to do it on my own and find my own path. I had to be poor. It was part of my story. I had to know what that felt like. In fact, now that I have adult children, they tell me what it was like to be poor. They remember what it was like to be poor. And they have, they have times in their lives when they remember dad going to the dollar store and boxing up little trinkety dollar store gifts because I just simply couldn't afford anything else for them. But the tree always had shit underneath it, man. It always had box after box after box neatly nicely wrapped because boxes and wrapping paper they are cheap all that stuff from oriental trading company that that they didn't care what was in the box they just wanted to open something they didn't didn't need an xbox or playstation i couldn't afford those things but then i realized that it's not about all those things It's about being together and being enjoying each other and being a part of something bigger than ourselves and also knowing that no one gave it to me, that I had to get here on my own and I had to climb and claw. So if you hear me talking hard and you hear me criticizing and saying all these things to you about, you know what, quit complaining, quit being a little bitch and step up and do the work that you've got to do because it's part of your story. It's because I care really, you know. And also some of you guys will never know that feeling and I hope you don't, but at the same time, don't cloud my Instagram feed with a bunch of stuff, you know, saying certain things about, you know, how you wish it was like the old times, because you cannot, you cannot keep looking back. You got to keep moving forward. So every single day, build a habit and do better climb up, claw up. You can do it. If I did it, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I'll work every one of you guys, but I, I will always support what you want to do, but I can't support complaining and I can't support the, you know, it's not for me type talk because if it really isn't for you, you know, if, if the market decides that, you know, you're not good at what you're doing, it's not the market. It's you at that point, Mm -hmm. you can push through, you can do better. And I know you can. So that's what this podcast is about. You're going to hear a lot of that talk and you're going to hear three guys on here in different stages of their professional development talking about that. And it's not all rainbows and unicorn farts. All right. So, hey, I appreciate you guys. Now is the time. It's December. Let's work for it. Brian, hit it. Let's go. Business in the workshop, making stuff and selling it. That's unicorn farts. farts. Unicorn farts, (laughs) high fives and hand rainbows and unicorn farts. And if I sound tired, it's because I am. We have a house full of sick people and um, broken phones. And I was at T-Mobile last night trying to get phone repaired. And just man alive, we've just had a we've had a a rough go of it in um, the last few days. And uh, I don't know if I'm getting sick or whatever, but if you hear it in my voice, that's a possibility. possibility.
2: Yeah. So. I can I can definitely hear it in your voice, and also we're going to hear it in Pickle's voice, because he's also been yeah. sick this week. Yeah, I'm, the only, I, I'm the only one without the sickness.
0: If I sound sick, it's because I am sick. <laughs> hey, we're getting through it, though. And guess oh, yeah. what? No, none
1: of us are calling in sick today, right? I mean, nope. we're here. We're doing nope. our work, yeah. Fuck it's no. important, so
0: hell yeah. How you boys doing? pickle. I'm doing man. I'm surviving. I'm kicking. Uh, I'm getting better from my sickness and uh, and today I'm full of energy. So I'm doing good. I'm fucking amazing. How are you doing?
2: I've been doing pretty decent. Um, I've been busting my ass out in the workshop trying to get these Christmas orders done and like I feel like I need to have them done by either the end of this week or early next week just to get them out into the USPS to get it there on time. As we all know last year mm. things really slowed down, so nope. the earlier the better. And I'm on track to have them all done, so I should be able to to hit that goal. But-
0: I was actually impressed with Canada Post this weekend, like they, because I, I guess they're kicking things up during the holidays. I guess they're not going to get themselves shot in the foot again. So uh, I had um, I have a sheath guy out in Toronto and uh, Ontario, and um, he got the package on Sunday. It was delivered on Sunday. Whoa. Yeah, man. I was like, what? I mean, when I got the notification out for delivery, I was like, wait, it's got to be one of those scam notifications. You like those scam texts, <laughs> you know, your item is out for delivery. And I was like, bullshit. And I looked and I was like, no, it actually is. Nice. And uh, it got we, delivered. We get a
1: lot of messages from people that are like, hey, where's my stuff? You know, and that's pretty common, but it happens more so around this time of year because everybody is a little bit behind you know so it's like not common to like wait a couple of days to have something shipped or or to receive something
0: even amazon they they're not guaranteeing their two day like it it says delivered before christmas and that's about it and like their expected (laughs) delivery dates are like a week out so like i noticed that the other day i was like yeah if i'm gonna order something off amazon now is the time but yeah Speaking of
2: Amazon, they came in clutch for me because I had my bearing goes out, go out on one of my two, um, two inch wheels on my grinder. And of course, you know, the grinder, the bearing starts going back right on the Christmas rush. So here I am thinking, oh shit, I am screwed here. Um, look, I went around to all of the local shops trying to find the correct size bearing, couldn't find it. So I had to order it on oh, Amazon.
0: Shit. Yeah. I- I had better luck than you finding bearings in Canada in a standard size than you did in yeah. Michigan, USA.
1: That's that is true. Wow.
0: That is wild, dude. Because I found some locally. I had to hit up two stores, and I didn't have enough for what I needed. But I was enough to, you know, get one grinder fully maintained. And um, they ordered more for me. But, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty wild. <laughs> to be if you're fair, your production
1: knife maker, you should have a second set yeah. of those wheels. Oh yeah, right? no, no,
0: I've I've got plenty of wheels. It's the bearings I didn't have, and like I said, they're on order. And I'll this is not going to happen to me again because <laughs> yeah. I was down, I was down one grinder for like a week and a half until I decided to do something about it, and that was on this last rush for the Christmas knives, and uh, I was like, I need both my grinders now. This makes no sense. See,
2: I only have one grinder. So when I, I realized that the bearing was going bad and it was overheating and whatnot. So basically I put in the order for the new bearings and it, it took about, you know, five days or so. Um, but so what I was doing is I was trying to stagger it where I would forge for a little while, let the bearing cool down. And then I would go back to grinding for a little while until the bearing got too hot and then I'd stop and I'd go back to forging. So yeah, it was, it was kind of goofy. I, it was definitely less productive than it could have been, but I made it work. That's it.
0: I know a guy who sells wheels and all that. (laughs) Whoa. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: we, we went, did a little session with pickle on FaceTime and uh, walked him through how we swap bearings in our shop. And uh, I, I think he's, a little less intimidated by the process now it's actually not too tough well there's
0: one thing i noticed as well too is that shaft you have in the middle if the inner diameter of that shaft was a little bit bigger it would make it easier to remove those bearings yeah but Mm -hmm. i did break one bearing and the the outer uh, chase is stuck in the wheel so i'm gonna have to throw that in the freezer. And then it's going to mm. pop right out. So that's something else you guys could do too. Like if you got bearings to pull out of your wheels, throw those wheels in the fucking freezer overnight, and next morning they're going to pop right out like easily.
1: Yeah, that's a good, good
0: tool because
1: uh
0: aluminum
1: it, it shrinks at a different rate than steel does yep. and expands at a different rate. So yeah, so and the the race on the outer bearing is steel and the wheel itself is aluminum. So yep. if you freeze them and then warm up another part or vice versa that will, uh, that will allow for the bearing to pop out. So yeah, that's, that's how it's done. See, uh, I did it.
2: I just did it by, I knew the bearing was bad. So I bashed it out to put a screwdriver in sideways and hit on the screwdriver.
0: Yeah. see, I couldn't quite, I couldn't do that because there's that middle, there's that shaft in the middle. To, yeah. you know, so you can't really get the screwdriver underneath the bearing to pry it and bust it out, you know? Yeah. So I had to attempt it differently, and it worked out anyways. It's just, you know, I have so many wheels that when I noticed that the shafts were, there's two wheels that I had, the shafts were bigger on the inside, the inner diameter, and then I mm. realized I could pop those out easily with a punch. That was it, you know? I was done and over with it within five minutes. So. There you go. There you go.
1: And, the, and then to reassemble what we tell people, this is a trick that I learned from the machine shop is just use a vice. And mm-hmm. if your your vice has um, like the grid work on it, uh, like the, the, you know, the grippy grid work, you can put like a piece of G10 or micarta yep. or something. That's in, what I did. And, yep. Seat the bearing sort of, and, and then put it in the vice jaws and clamp it down.
2: That's exactly what that'll, I did.
1: Yeah. Yep. That'll give you even pressure on both sides and it'll seat the bearings perfectly. And it'll stop once it hits the outer portion of the wheel. It's
0: pretty easy. Easy peasy.
2: I was talking about doing the, you know, on and off grinding and, and forging one of the projects I was forging while, you know, because I finished out, I I did some knives and I was like, okay, I want to try something else. And I've always had the idea. I think I saw somebody do it once where you forge. Have you guys ever played D and D? Have you ever, uh, you know what a D20 is?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: The
2: dice. Yeah. So. sided dice. I've always. is it that
0: m ms band?
2: D20? <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, goodness. Sorry. So I tried. I tried foraging a D20 and turns out that's a lot more difficult than you would imagine. I got a one oh, and a God. half inch ball bearing and I just kind of started going like, oh, well, I'm going to put two faces on it, then I'm going to add more faces and I'm just going to keep adding faces until there's 20. Well, I ran out of places to put faces at 14, so I guess I now have a D14. <laughs> Which totally does not work for anything, but I don't know. It's it's more of a goofy thing than anything else, but... It was just kind of a side project I thought I'd try out because Christmas is coming and I know I have a couple buddies that are into D- D&D, so... I don't know. Are you it guys doing
0: hurts. any?
2: So, oh, go ahead. Are you guys doing any sort of uh, out of the box thinking for Christmas presents this year?
1: Yes, I am. I've I've got a. Uh, so I went. <clears throat> excuse me. I went and uh, purchased uh, one of De- Derek Melton's little uh, swage box, oh, the yeah? mini swage box that he sells. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to try my hand at uh, doing a. Um, scoop like a coffee scoop.
2: I saw that, and
1: yeah, and so I I did a uh, a brass version because I had some brass plate in my shop that wasn't really big enough. It was like two inches wide, so the scoop was really small. But I got my I got the feel for it, you know, like how to move brass with a hammer. And uh, so then I bought the right size ball bearing so that I can make a little bigger scoop that would fit into the swage block and so on. I talked with Derek, um, the cool, here's what I love about this, right? You can buy something like a tool from someone like Derek Melton. And this was a collaboration between him and Charles over at Atlas knife and tool. So Derek designed the swage block. And then because, you know, uh, Charles at Atlas, he has things, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, I guess it's like forged. It's not forged. It's cast iron, I think. But mm-hmm. anyway, they have a foundry where they pour all of his um, anvils and he had the mini swages um, done for Derek as well. And um, and I don't have one. So I was like, oh man. And he did like a little $10 off Black Friday deal. So I was like, cool, I'm going to buy one. And I did. And then I got this idea that I wanted to do these scoops and you know how it goes. So you go down the rabbit hole, right? And, um, <clears throat> then I was talking with Derek and I'm like, Hey, I need to, I need to know how to dress this thing. Cause down inside of the little cupping areas are a little rough and the edges are tough. And then Derek, you know, of course has all these videos on how to do it. it he's a lot like me where he videotapes things so he can then send it to people later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was great. So I dressed the swage block. I got everything going. And then I'm like, you know, I need to find these little copper discs to make the scoops out of, but I want them to be thicker. You know, everything I do is, you know, thick. It should be like industrial feeling or whatever, because all I could find was real thin stuff. And then I realized, you know what? I've got all the stuff to pour my own discs. So I got out my induction forge. I got my crucible out and I grabbed like some old pipe fittings and things, you know, that a bunch of people have been sending me copper and brass and stuff. And then I designed in uh, fusion, a uh, relief of the two and a half inch disc that I wanted to make. And I even included some like little tiny cone shapes in the middle to where you would want to drill out your holes for the handle. Mm. Um, and I poured my first one and it was a success. And I'm like, damn, this is really cool. Right. And what I like about it too, is that it's not plate. So it's not perfect. And there's like marbling in the copper. Like it's just got some different look to it and everything. And I made, uh, I got my system down because I'm not making these for production to sell. I'm making them to give them, give them away. Mm. Um, But uh, I had such an absolute blast doing this. And I learned so much in the process because I'm using, you know, the Apollo to warm the steel so that I can shape the handles. And, you know, just going down the rabbit hole of doing something creative and fun that I normally would never do. And it's not a knife, which is, you know, interesting, too. Um, So uh, all the people on my Christmas list, if you've been on my if you're on my nice list, you're going to get a coffee (laughs) scoop this year because I'm making a whole bunch of them. So, yeah.
2: Speaking of that Apollo, I am still on the Apollo learning curve. Because I don't have hardly any hair on my hands because of how <laughs> hot that thing gets. Yeah. Holy cow, is that thing powerful?
1: It, it is a force. You have to be careful with it. Yeah, for sure. And it and it, I think, too, it feels hotter at the face because the interior holds the heat yeah. so much, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you got to be a little careful with it. But uh, <laughs> so I was going to ask you, Brian, how, is it you're enjoying using it?
2: Oh, my goodness, am I enjoying using it. I am getting such a great value. First of all, um, you know, obviously it gets really hot really quickly because that holds all of that. It's so well insulated. It keeps all the heat on the inside, you know, where you want it on a forge. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also the fact that I have had probably, what, 15, maybe 10 to 15 forging sessions, and I'm still not even halfway through a tank of propane. That thing is wild how efficient it is. It absolutely so, sips.
1: I'm interested to know, because I don't have anything to compare it to, and we've never really done the test. Do you, what is your guesstimation on efficiency? Like, how much more efficient is it than your other forge? My
2: other forge, I would maybe get, like, somewhere between 8 and 10 forging sessions, and I would be out of the tank. Like, the tank would be empty. I'm already well past that. I'm How not big's your tank? Uh thirty gallon. Thirty gallon. Thirty pound. Thirty pound. What did I say? Sorry, my bad. Gallon.
1: <laughs> so you think it's maybe like 30, 40 percent more efficient? With oh, it's,
2: it's more than double. I am. I've already done you way more. Okay. I've done more foraging, and I'm not quite half to half empty on that on that thirty pounder. So, yeah, it is way more, okay. it's way more efficient and also gets way hotter, way quicker. I mean, come See, on. When
0: it, I find that too, that it's way more efficient. I run a hundred pound tank and if I'm, if I'm forge welding and all that jazz, you know, I'm I'm running, you know, a lot of gas no matter what, you know, cause I got to keep my temperatures up and all that. Uh, what's nice about having the hundred pound tank is you don't really have to worry about things. For a while And I noticed that Running the Apollo On a 100 pound tank Makes that even Like you forget about Your tank Almost Yeah Like until you run out of gas Because Even like When you're low on gas It still runs And it'll like My last tank Before I filled I filled my tank in October Beginning of October Actually wait Sorry It was Which month comes before October? September? October. Yeah (laughs) said another like fast there bud but anyways no <laughs> i got it filled because my tank expired in october so i got it filled right before the before it expired the the you know having to have it recertified and uh so it's been that long since i've done it and i'm more than half full on my tank still so i know that i probably maybe got a quarter of the tank used but i like i said i forget about it and when i'm forging like last billet i did when i ran out on that tank I was doing a copper my billet and it actually worked out pretty good because as I was getting thinner, I was running lower and lower on gas and I was able to keep the forge at an adequate temperature, even though if that thing was just, you know, you could not even see a flame coming out. It was more like everything blending in with the heat of the forge glowing together simultaneously in one, <laughs> you know, and it was just, just so beautiful because it works it works good yeah. it retains its heat and it's it's definitely more efficient definitely. i
2: also it's, it's kind of that. funny because as i was starting to forge a couple days ago my launch pads came in
1: so Ooh. i was able that to makes it even more efficient yes oh, i was crazy. gonna say
0: yeah yeah because like especially when you're forge welding like billets and all that you get that heat flow underneath that billet mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what i want these pads for is to see that performance and like Feel it and and uh, feedback on it because I know it's, it's going to. It's a massive difference. Oh, it's, it's got to be shocked. It's got to it be. It
1: was. It was a massive difference. Uh, Dennis Terrell did a, a video on it and showed that he did an actual test, like a scientific test, where he timed how fast it took to heat a piece of steel, and it was twice as fast. With a oh, large well,
0: without a doubt, because you're yeah. getting that heat flow going right underneath the, the piece, and oh. the 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 light is retaining a lot of the heat too, you know, outside of those flow areas. So like, there's no, there's no, there's no reason why it wouldn't be better, you know? Right. It also, it also kind of saved my butt. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Brian.
2: It also kind of saved my butt because when I was using the, when I was making that, you know, D14, I guess we'll call it. With the ball bearing, I just put it in one of those ridges and it stayed. <laughs> it wouldn't roll away. Yeah, it doesn't roll out.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Nowhere for it to go. It can't it can't roll out. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and we we made uh a uh one of one of Brent's um ashtrays and we were, were forging it out of uh I think it was three sixteen stainless. Like it was cr- like I've never forged stainless before. I've i I've been warned that it's a lot tougher to to move yeah. stainless, and it is. The forging Um, period is way shorter, like way shorter. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get it into the press and it's just like,
0: it's almost too late. Yeah.
1: yeah, It doesn't want to move. And, um, we put the launch pad in there to keep it stable in there. And I'm like, damn, this thing's getting like evenly hot all the way around. Whereas before when I would put it right on the hard fire brick, the hard fire brick is, you know, sucking some of the heat. Yeah. And, You know, the bottom, you'd have to keep rotating yep. the billets, right? Yep. To keep them. Well, with the launch pad, you don't have to do it. We have sold so many of those things. I, I Brent's like, we're out of them again. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> oh, again. I pour 20 at a time. I'm like, man, you know, like, he's like, yeah, dude, they're just selling. And I'm yep. like, I, I can't keep them in stock. Yeah. And it's because, you know, Dennis made a video and, you know, yep. they're we're actually working on a new design for them that will fit in a chili forge because a bunch of people have reached out to me saying that their chili forge, the way chili makes them or whoever makes the, that forge, I can't think of the name of them, but uh, I think it is chili. Maybe um, they, the floor, I guess is, it has kale wool underneath it. Maybe yeah, I think of- they were saying, and it falls like people say, like after a while it'll start to sink. And then they're basically, you know, their work is sitting on compressed kaol. Yeah, and you're not getting and that heat retention. Right. And one guy said, you know, hey, you should make one this size. And he measured the inside of his chili forge and sent it to me. So we're going to uh, design a mold and all that. I mean, I hope I don't piss those guys off by doing it. But like he said that he had contacted them a couple of times to try to get them to replace his floor or send him something like that and they just ignored him he Mm -hmm. said so Hmm. and again this is all like i'm not saying this because they're a bad company none none of that stuff it's not that it's just i get it it's like to design something like that to fix a problem like that it could be tough right that's why we have you brian
0: you're there to solve these problems
1: I saw these problems and so, and a bunch of other people were like, yeah, that size would fit in my forge that I made for myself and all this. So we're going to design like a little bigger one. That's like eight inches wide versus the four that will go into a larger size forge. It's exciting to me because it opens up a whole lot of new ideas Um, you know, I have a couple of new designs for one that will go in a kiln as well. That will, you know, how you can lay your knives into a kiln and you want something to kind of separate them. Well, we're doing one out of castellite Mm -hmm. that'll fit in there. Pickle came up with this concept a while ago, made them out of stainless, and we use the hell out of that thing. It's great.
0: (laughs) That blew my mind. I said,
1: Pickle. Oh, man. Dude, I... You saw that picture. It's It It was warped big time, but, like, if you do pegs, it a
0: light, The pegs have not much definitely. left of them, you know, like, it, it <laughs> got eaten up from the heat. You know, I've, I've heat-treated many blades myself, but a lot less stainless than you guys do, so I guess those, uh, yeah. those 2,000, 19,550 degrees, I mean, are harder on those racks than carbon steel right. at 1,450, you know?
1: Well, Brett and I determined that we had probably done bless you (laughs) i was like
0: what (laughs) sarah she's on the other side of the house Uh, brent
1: Brent and i decided to like add up how many knives we'd run through that thing and it was a couple hundred knives and it was a couple hundred magna cut you know quarter inch knives yeah yeah. we're talking 15 minute
0: soaks and fucking oh two thousand degrees longer than that yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so anyway i love castellite for that reason because you see how clean those those uh, launch pads are coming out. Yeah. You know, you vibrate them a little bit, and the bubbles come out, and it's like a, a solid brick. brick yep. You know, once it's done, and it's insulating, which is just crazy to me. And if but there's anyways, anybody uh, I know
2: who knows his way around a vibrator, it's you, Brian House. Mm,
0: nah. <laughs> it's the only way to fly. <laughs> Takes all the hard work out of it. You, you know I mean? So, do you need my uh, main address, or you still got that on note? you're gonna (laughs) christmas for you this year pickle is gonna be freaking huge i'm just
1: saying you're getting a bunch of stuff this year i got a i got a whole pile of things that we're sending up to you. i'm about to start calling you a sponsor man honestly (laughs) me too Uh, yeah for sure well we need you to we need you to product test a bunch of stuff so cool right i need you to stress some things
2: i think we need to get like a house made banner on the wall so
1: we can yeah. uh, shut it I, out. Those I, are coming, by the way. Yeah, I've been oh, on his yeah. ass We've about that.
0: I talked with Sarah about that at one point too. She wanted dimensions and all that. So I didn't realize how
1: inexpensive they were. And yeah. we had to make some for maker camp. And uh they're like under I, twenty dollars you know, a pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? They're yeah. they're that inexpensive? She's like, <laughs> Yeah. And they were good quality. Yep. I mean, yeah. when they sent them to us, they had grommets in them and everything. And I was yep. like, damn, we need them. I was like thinking like
0: $150 for one or something. And then when I saw the price, I was like, why don't I have one of these? Then I reached out to a local friend that does all kinds of signage and all that. And he's like, yeah, I'll put somebody on that. But that was like a year ago almost. And I mm. haven't heard from him since. And I don't run after people. So eventually, I'll move on to somebody else and have it done. But I definitely want something yeah, from my You shop. chase me an awful lot. Well, because I, I love you. That's why. <laughs> I, I i i could take your bullshit and there's that's that's I easy know. you know <clears throat> i know i appreciate it and i i wanted to
1: take a minute too and <laughs> tell you guys about how much i appreciate you both because oh. uh i haven't been on social media a, 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 that much and if you if you've been messaging me in certain places and i'm not responding it's it's not because normally I try to respond to everybody's messages but we're so busy this holiday season record sales like we've just off the charts so we're all working you know 10 12 hour days and we're exhausted at the end of the day and stuff so it's really hard for me to like get back to everybody but I just wanted to let you pickle and Brian know that Like when I can't be on social media, I know you guys are doing the hard work and like, you know, promoting the show, doing the lives, Brian, I appreciate the lives, buddy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I get a chance to watch them later. Like sometimes you guys send me the lives and I'm like, oh man, I can't get on right away or I'm so exhausted. I can't even jump on, you know, kind of thing. But, um, I love watching them and it, so I had this like existential moment uh, and i had these most of my lives my life i've had like existential arguments in my head or see big picture stuff and i don't really like fully understand it because i can't like wrap my mind around the gravity of certain situations i watched the film interstellar which i'd never watched <laughs> before i don't know if you guys have seen this where nope. you know like this it's, it's a, a whole a, it's a it's a mind bender yeah like, it's a it it's will a mind bender bend sure. big time and I started thinking about the, that one reel that I made after Maker Camp where the woman is like, just think about this, like in a hundred years, we'll all be dead. <laughs> like everybody you know and have known will be dead in a yep. hundred years. Yep. And we, so I started thinking about, after I watched the movie Interstellar, and I say this sometimes on the show, like, hey, we're on this big blue and green ball floating through space. And you know, we're just like, we're traveling together and i see that that the community that we're a part of is the same way like we get a chance to know each other because of the internet right yep. we normally i would never know you pickle i would never know you brian it would right. never happen if we didn't have the internet and how blessed i feel to have you guys in my in my on my team mm-hmm. and uh, david goggins who i've been kind of doing a deep dive it's funny david. because David Goggins is like this Navy SEAL guy. If you don't know who he is, look him up. But for the long, crazy dude, for the longest time, I had people going, you must read a lot of David Goggins. And I didn't even know who he was. So like we align a lot of our concepts align. But uh, anyway, he says he's got this thing called uh, his team or his foxhole, the people that are in his foxhole with him. And I just know for a fact that you guys are in my foxhole and you get to chance in this life when you're traveling on this big blue and green ball through space to pick that inner circle, to pick the people who are in your on your team, the guys that you would trust your life with. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like that for me. And I, it's hard to explain because my whole life I've felt like an outcast. Even with oh. my own family, I felt like the black sheep, right? i, I just the weird guy that does weird things That's and why doesn't we get fit along. in with anybody.
2: <laughs> that is exactly why we get along.
1: <laughs> because I'm just a different version of the black sheep than yep. you are. Yep. And, and we're just all kind of in the same boat, you know. And I feel like how blessed – every single day that I can pick up the phone and find 10 people. If I needed to talk to somebody about something, I know I could do it. I'd I'd have 10 people offering me their help and it would be totally selfless. They wouldn't ask for anything in return and they would just do it because they are on my team. They're in my foxhole. Mm. And there's, I had this argument about like this, the, the existential argument in my head is, is that I tell people like, you know, I'm a self-made person and I have a conflict about that because I don't fully believe I'm self-made. I don't mm-hmm. think that's mm-hmm. possible. I think that I have a team of totally people what who are helping me along the way. And I it would be wrong to not get them give them credit because yes, I created Housemaid. Yes, I did the initial push. And yes, I have, you know, the motivation to keep it running and I go every day and I do the job. But at the same time, I've got these people in my foxhole who have my six every day. And that is a powerful thing. And just so you know, if you hear me talking hard on this on this podcast and it's like hurting your heart a little bit and you're (laughs) kind of like feeling it a little bit, just know that I got your six, too. Because this is my part. This is the way that I give you my my support is to tell you the hard things. Because you don't need people wandering around you, yes-mending you, and telling you what you want to hear. And just, you know, oh, it's okay to skip today. It's okay to not go. Or it's okay to feel like a pussy today and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but that's not going to be me. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to do what's best for you. I'm going to tell you, like, hey, I don't think you should do that because it's putting you in your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone and that's where the profit is. Find that margin in the detail. That's where it is. Oh, is it hard? Yes, it's hard. It's tough. Of course. Yeah, I get it. It's it's like the worst some days. Like there's some days that I feel so exhausted and tired and I don't want to be at work. And yeah, I get those days. You're like, Brian, your workshop is great. And you love your job and you do all this stuff. Yeah, but it's fucking work, man. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I'm I'm an old guy now. You know, I'm getting older every day. I can only spread myself so thin. But you know what? I pull up my big boy pants. I don't, I just look myself in the mirror and I go, stop being a fucking bitch and go to work and do your job. And you know what? Today might be a 14 hour day. Yesterday was close to it for me. And I'm like, you know what? I I I get to do this today. I get to be here today. I have two feet that I can walk around. I got 10 fingers on each and on my hands and I can do the work. I'm blessed with that. I get the chance to do something with myself today. There's a whole bunch of people out there who don't have it. They can't. They can't get up. They're stuck in a wheelchair or they've got mental health problems that are keeping them down. They've got problems. They're poor. They're born in the wrong country. They're in a spot where they just a tight spot. They can't get out of. And and they're just stuck there because there's no opportunity around them. And so when you hear me get fired up about a bunch of white American guys talking about how they can't sell something, just trust me when I tell you like you got to look at it differently. You got to see a bigger picture. You got to see what you're out against and go, you know what? I got a pretty fucking good. I should just close my mouth, put my head down, and go do my job and do it, do it well. And that'll give you the inspiration to go out and make a difference in your own business. Pivot a little bit. You got to make fucking 100 coffee scoops this Christmas instead of selling knives. You'll find out, like, man, making a coffee scoop's a lot easier than making a knife. And maybe the margin's the same. Who knows? Go out and make that nut, find that scratch find the margin in the detail, find the margin in the hard work. It's out there. You have all these skills that most people don't have. And and I I touched a nerve with that statement the other day because a bunch of people wrote to me and they said, I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it like, I learned how to make a knife. Therefore, I know how to make a hundred other products mm. because I know how to make a knife. Absolutely. And I have the tooling to do it. So it's it's on you guys. and I And I just want you to know, that I love you. It comes from a place of love where, you know, there's some people that can and will take the advice and go and do something with it. But you know what? There's a huge market for knives too. I mean, there people are still selling knives. And so I just, I feel like everyone thinks the sky is falling when, you know, they have one or two and I get it. I fucking feel that some same way too, but I have to remind myself that you, you know, things will never be so bad that you can't dig your way out of it. I mean, it's just, you live in the greatest country in the world and you have all this opportunity and all these tools and you should be able to do what you can with it. So anyway, the existential argument is here's, here's, I'm going to circle this all back around. I feel like together we are stronger together. We can do it. And if my role is to fire you guys up and inspire you in whatever way, shape or form possible, then that's how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep pushing forward for you. So Oh geez, my watch is going up. Anyway, Brian, House.
2: who's that? <laughs> Siri, Sarah again. <laughs> um. So, Brian, you have been putting inspirational music whenever you go on on rants like that, and I have been loving it. You need to keep doing that type. You mark mark this clip yeah. because that's one we need to share
1: out all right i'll I'll mark it and we'll see if we can add some some goofball music to (laughs) it. but yeah i i I mean i i'm not kidding you when i tell you guys oh no i feel like you you're in my circle and and i appreciate you guys i hope you know i'm
0: 100 um, with you how much i appreciate i definitely have your six dude iggy six i got your six no worries then that's Uh, you know it's teamwork teamwork makes the dream work right like you can't always just be on your own to make things happen. There's always somebody else part of no matter what the process is. You know what I'm saying? You could feel as alone as you can, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're alone throughout the, the, the dealings or the process or whatever. So when you got good solids behind you, and even though you feel alone, you're never alone, you know? Yeah. So just remember that Yeah, you're never alone. There's always somebody there. Um, I've, I've felt alone so many times and for long times. And I once, once I'm able to say I reached out to somebody because I was like, I I need to talk to somebody. And it wasn't just anybody. And it's not somebody that I've known for a long time. And it was actually Brian House, you know? And why did I reach out to Brian when I have childhood friends that live fucking two minutes away from me that I could maybe easily sit down and talk to them with? But I don't feel they would be as receptive or like... They wouldn't be able to talk me out of it or whatever, and Brian can. So I went to Brian. Mm. You know, that's what I. Here's do. another.
2: Here's another thing. So this week I reach out to somebody just to compliment them. Um, some is I don't want to say that's who it can. is just because I I know that they're kind of going through it right now, and I don't want to put it out there without you know getting their permission. But um, this is a person who sent me basically was asking me a bunch of knife related questions and then sent me a knife just out of the blue. Hmm. And it was it was such a nice thing, you know, what, a year, two years ago. And um, I was I saw it in the kitchen and I was like, oh, I haven't seen them on Instagram very much recently. So I jumped on Instagram and saw what they're making and they're making at such a high level in comparison to where they were. They're making leaps and bounds progress. So I just reached out and said, hey, you know, I just want to compliment you. You're doing such a great job. It's really cool to see you work. And that's something everybody should do more often is reach out. When you see someone doing a better job or they're working on something, they're progressing on something, we don't hear attaboy nearly enough. And... So when I reached out to this person, I said, hey, I just want to say you're doing a great job. He had just had his long term girlfriend break up with him because she didn't see the path that he's on because he wants to go full time and has been talking about, you know, going, making a move at it. And she said, well, this isn't the life for me and and split. And he is so he is going through this awful thing that had just happened and I reached out and it was, it was kind of like this crazy thing, like how in the world, because I don't, I don't reach out to people as much as I should. And I just happened to reach out right around the same time when this happened. So it was one of those moments, like, Holy shit, this guy's going through the worst. And I complimented him out of the blue and just absolutely turned his day around. And we had a nice conversation about it. And I want to see more people in our podcasting group or in the maker world in general, just take that couple seconds and send a nice message because you yeah. never know what that person's going through. And that could be the yeah. difference between someone going through some bad times to turning a bad time around. So that's, yeah. that's just kind of my thoughts that's on it. Awesome, it was, yeah, it was a really cool, this cool time moment. Of year. This oh, yeah.
1: Too. yeah, that's awesome, Brian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I feel like if if we something uh, so uh, a pillar of our community lost his father uh, recently. Oh uh, shit! Jimmy Duresta's dad passed away.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Making It podcast has released a whole bunch of video of Jimmy talking about his dad and getting emotional about oh. it. Here is what I love about that is that it shows that strong men can have emotion and express them publicly without uh, the public uh, labeling that person as weak, right? Um, And, you know, our culture in America and in a lot of other cultures as well is that uh, men don't show emotion and we're not allowed to. Mm -mm. And that's been kind of how it's been for a long time. And uh, when when Jimmy was going through all of that and still is, uh, it's very fresh. Uh, losing a father, it's, man, there's just so much uh, associated with that. I still am blessed to have my own, my father with us still. And so, you know, it makes you think about a lot of things because you watch somebody go through it and you're like, holy shit, that's going to be me in five or 10 years. Right. Mm. And also, you know, it makes you think about your own mortality and all of these things. But at the same time, Jimmy is doing the hard work, which is setting an example for the community he's talking about it. He's not bottling it all up and and just sitting on it. He's talking about it and being vulnerable. Um, and so I just, uh, I I take a lot away from what Jimmy says because I respect his work so much. And, you know, for years I followed his work and, and um, didn't know who he was personally, like never met him. And then when I did meet him, he lined up with the person you see online, which is actually pretty rare these days. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of charlatans out there that are, you know, saying and doing one thing on the internet and their real person is not that does not align with that. But Jimmy is not that way. Jimmy is who you see him as online. Yeah. Um, and, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just feel like, it, you know, you, it's important to understand that, you know, you, you can, You can be a man and be vulnerable and, you know, show that side of yourself and talk about the things that you feel about, including giving compliments Mm -hmm. to your fellow makers or the people that are in your group. Because if, you know, I connect with a lot of people that way, I just go and look at, if I see something that I like, I write a comment underneath the post and say like, dude, this is killer work, super clean, whatever. And it takes me two seconds to do it, but it means the world. Yeah. To them, you know?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, on the father side of things, I mean, I, I spoke quite a bit about my dad having his health scare about what month, two months ago. And I have never been more scared. Like I very nearly lost him. And that was like a real wake up of holy shit, because all of my life you go home and you don't appreciate, you know, the, the quality, the, 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 um, I'm looking for a word. I'm not coming with it, but having, having your family is not, it's, it's a privilege. It's not always going to be there someday, five, 10, hopefully a lot longer than that, that, that quality time is not going to be there. So I, it really opened my eyes to the fact that you have to enjoy it while you have it. And it's something that I've never really appreciated more in my life. So, it's 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 one of those things that have hit that's been hitting me pretty hard this last couple months, but
1: and definitely will for sure. Ugh. I don't want to change the subject to something a little lighter, but I have to because I need to talk about the sponsors of the show that keep us alive, keep the show commercial yeah. free. Uh, we have three sponsors. That's PelicanPaste.com. If you know Travis over at BirdForge, Forge, he created Pelican Pace, and again, this is one person that you need to keep your eye on because. He's doing a lot of different things. He's seeing markets. He's taking little pieces of these markets by creating different products that revolve around Pelican Paste. Uh, it's Pelican Paste. The original is a hard shell wax that you can put on just about anything and buff it to a shine, and it protects and it keeps everything nice and uh, nice and sealed. But then he's got these softer uh, versions of the of the um, of the of the Paste, I guess, or waxy paste that he's got coming out. So just go to PelicanPaste.com. Go check it out. And um and oh, man, I was what did it, what did I see that he released recently? Was it the hand thing? The hand there rescue was, stuff. There's
2: the hand salve, and then there's also Pelican Paste Soft. Yeah, there's give you some pa- soft. Oh, stuff. that's
1: it. Yep. Pelican Paste Soft. I'm gonna go to his website PelicanPaste.com right now. I'm just gonna look it up. Yeah. Okay. So he, you got Pelican Paste Soft, which is like a soft paste wax, and then he's got Shop Hands Healing Hand Salve, so yep. you can put it on your hands. I don't know about you guys, but I get cracks all along my fingers from all the work that we do with our hands, and um, yeah. and I need that. Like I need some something to work its way down into those little creases and kind of keep things uh, nice, especially this time of year. By the way. Uh, especially with it being cooler outside. So Speaking of, um, speaking yeah. of,
2: um, I have a big old split on my lip right now. Not last night, but the night before, for some reason, I decided to bite my lip in the middle of the night. So oh, I don't geez. know if maybe Pelican Paste Soft Hands maybe can be a lip balm too. I don't know. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to get with him on that.
1: Yeah, maybe he needs to to come up with a lip a lip paste. Oh my gosh, that'd be cool.
2: I'm kind of look, not looking forward to uh, the dad joke because I'm <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe you could just we could just we take the audio from another one and put it
2: no on top. <laughs> i've got my soprano trombone i think i'm gonna try playing out of the side of my face okay all right sounds good out.
1: and if you use code wfi 10 on com, you can take advantage of the 10 percent discount make sure travis knows that you um that we sent you and then also uh wfi 10 works over at bakerforge.com and they've released a um a new uh steel called Apex Ultra. I don't know if you've seen this, but they, they're selling it Apex Ultra. I think isn't Apex Ultra the steel that um Lawrence or not Lawrence um
0: That's from across the pond.
1: Apex Ultra steel uh, uh, what's design. his name?
0: Honor? Isn't it Honor or uh, no? Who who is it again? Um uh, Well, could it's...
1: Is it Toby?
0: Yeah, I think so. Or something, somebody like that. One of those guys. One uh,
1: of those guys. So you can get Apex Ultra if you want on Baker Forge and Tool, and you can use this, the code WFI10. And if you go there, you can see all the deals they've got going on right now for the holiday season. They've got Riptide Ripple, Copper my Raindrop, you name it. They have done something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime, which is create steel that – you know, comes out of these artisan workshops that these guys have been making for a long time, but then taking it to the next level and doing it on a production style. So, I mean, if you watch any of their social media, you'll see that they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of tooling. They've taken all the hard work out of it so that you can create the best knife possible using the most beautiful and unique steels in the world. Bakerforge.com. Use WFI 10 to get 10% off. And then when you're ready to finish that knife, make sure you go over to maritimeknivesupply.com Talk to our friend Lawrence over there. He's, I gotta say, he's in the top 10 of the most handsome Canadians that I know, Mr. Lawrence Lake. And he's doing the great work that is supplying all of us with the best stuff possible. If you here's what here's what I'd look at when I go on maritime. I'm gonna go to maritimeknivesupply.com and I'm going to look. They sell. Also, they sell uh, Baker Forge uh, steel there in Canada. If you're looking for that kind of thing, but something that um, I th- I think is underrated on his website is the amount of handle material that Lawrence sells. He's got the best handle material. If you're looking for a unique piece to finish off that knife, make sure you go to maritimeknivesupply.com and tell Lawrence that the WFI boys sent you. I had to get that out of the way. I I was like, man, when am I going to interject this this sponsor read here? And then Brian's like, I'm worried about losing my dad. And I'm like, sorry, Brian. <laughs> let me just interrupt you for a second and talk about our we, sponsors. We
2: need to we need to get off of that subject, anyways. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> goodness, getting a little so too anyways. heavy on this podcast.
1: I know we got a man. We 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 dug deep today for sure. Yeah. But uh, that's okay because honestly, man, I think. You know, um, the surface level stuff that we we talk about and it's it's great. You know, I I love that we can be jokey and funny and still get our point across. But at the same time, I think what really resonates with the audience is learning about, you know, themselves through us. If we we can talk about that. And that's why I bring up Jimmy, because, like, you know, I listen to him talk and it's like it it freaking impacts me, man. It hits me, man. It hits me hard. So. Uh, yeah I love that shit well shoot
2: boys it's been a while but do we want to hit up WFI
1: projects yeah go switch over to that real quick
0: I'm on it I am on it hashtag WFI projects
2: we're up to 16.6 thousand posts that feels good that's a lot
1: of posts
0: Who's going first? I'm seeing
2: a lot of I, I'm seeing a lot of Caroline Jeanette.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I, that, that's, that's I was gonna bring up her. That's why I was asking who's going first. So I'm figuring we're probably all looking at her right now. But her uh, her bench scraper that is pretty dope. That I like. She made a simple bench scraper, which is I think everybody needs because like I'm always using either a piece of steel or a razor blade to scrape epoxy off my bench or anywhere's that where you need to scrape something right so a scraping tool should definitely be a must in a shop and she did a pretty cool job with that very simple but really really useful
2: nice speaking of bench scrapers i'm saying riley knife and tool Mm. uh they have also done a bench scraper but a different version where you're putting in a um a disposable uh, razor blade inside of this micarta situation. Yep. It looks it like is. it's a really nice situation, but I saw one piece of content where they were using it to scrape off the sticker off of a piece of steel before they throw it in the, yep. in the forge. And I don't know about you guys, but I spend forever in like use my thumbnail to try to peel off that thing. So to have something specifically for scraping that off super quick That'd be a nice that'd be a nice thing. And plus I imagine they're pretty cheap, so it'd be a good little stocking stuffer. So check out Riley, knife, and tool. Go check them out. They are at 883 followers. So bump that up.
1: I don't know what's going on, but Instagram is like not letting me in. I had to like do a two factor authentication Ooh. to get into WFI projects. You've been off
2: of it for too long, my dude.
1: It, well, on this computer, yeah, this is the problem. Um, here's an oldie, but goodie. So back in 21, I don't know why this is coming (laughs) up, but the art of craftsmanship. So Dustin over at the art of craftsmanship, he was making these leather, um, uh, what do they, they call that a mask, right? When you put a leather, um, it's like a sheath for an ax. Yep. It's called a mask. And, uh, he was, he's, Took a picture in November of 21, posted it to WFI Projects. This is 108 weeks ago, it says. And um, these axes are in my shop right now. Oh, wow. He sent these axes to me as a gift. Nice. And um, I'm looking at them right now, and I'm going to write underneath them. This is going to be funny because it's going to blow his mind. Disgust on the podcast. (laughs) It's going to be like, why are they discussing this old-ass picture? (laughs) (laughs)
2: I've nice. got another one if you if you have another one, Pickle, go first.
0: Uh you could go. I had one. I gotta scroll back up and look for it again. So if you got I've one got, right there. Yep. I've
2: got G R H made. So that's G-R-H-M-A-D-E and then an underscore to go check him out. He is at 266 followers. He is doing some really nice work lately with his chef knives and his EDC knives. I'm looking at an EDC knife. And, you know, between the the fit and finish and the multi-piece handle scales that he's making himself, he is really doing a great job. And it's cool to see how he's progressed lately. So go and give him some um, his name is G.R.H. Made. So go check him out.
1: G.R.H. Made. Yeah. Are you following him? All right. I don't know. You should. I'm still on WFI Project. Yeah, I'm so trying to not look to
0: look lose later. my post right now. so Yeah, I don't want to lose <laughs> more of my, my, my spot here.
1: Um, I, I'm going to shout out Logan.h.l. So Logan makes spoons. And because, of course, I got involved in scoop making, uh, Logan and I connected. And I'm looking at Logan's hands here. Uh, he could benefit from some of this hand salve, I think, <laughs> that uh, Pelican Paste makes. But uh, he's he posted seven days ago on uh, Instagram, and Logan has 1,200 followers exactly, but he makes some of the coolest forged scoops and spoons I've ever seen. So,
0: cool, cool.
1: discussed on the podcast, buddy.
0: first Me next, me next, me next. Go for it. HT1 Metalworks. Did you see the belt buckles that he did? He posted four oh, days yeah, ago. Work. Yeah, those are nice, dude. The maker belt buckles, which are really, really nice. Got an anvil, got a hammer, and I'm thinking maybe a impact driller, like a cordless drill or something. I'm not sure what that is. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Like, I've always wanted to attempt a belt buckle somehow, like Damascus or something. I've seen a few guys do it. I'm actually surprised we don't see more guys doing belt buckles because that's probably something that you could move in the market easily, you know, as a handmade item and uh, not having to charge an arm and a leg. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I have a friend here that makes belts locally and uh, we should do a collab together one day. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So leather workers and metal workers uh... should collab together and do belt buckles and belts. 100%.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, All right, boys. You guys ready for a dad joke? Let's do
0: that dad joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dad
2: joke
1: time. This one comes from Steve Grillo. Uh, Two cowboys are lost in the desert. One cowboy sees a tree that's draped in bacon, and he says, a bacon tree. We're saved. (laughs) He runs up to the tree, and then he's shot with bullets from all around. It wasn't a bacon tree. It was a ham bush.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: that that Brian's crackly freaking trombone. Oh,
2: I'm trying to not split my lip more. It
1: was a ham bush. Brian, don't don't injure yourself. It's not worth it. Any well, well, I'm Steve, gonna go. We appreciate. I'm you.
0: gonna go with one again too because I enjoy these dad jokes as much as you do, Brian. You got it. But uh, right. why did the why did the ghost go to rehab? Why? Why? He was addicted to booze.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boo! All right, I'm putting uh, this, this thing away. Free, 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 free. I love it. All right. Um, let's see here. This is the end of the show. Yeah, it is. We're an hour in. Holy hour crap. and two. Yeah, this was
0: a great, this was, this was a good flow.
1: It was yeah, a man. good flow, man. It went yep. fast. All right. Listen, we appreciate you guys. And if you're a patron, we have three new patrons uh, this uh, week Ma- Masaru Natsu. Appreciate you, buddy. And 66 Mountain Knives uh, contributed uh, to the five, the high five. And Buster's Garage, Chris Weller. We appreciate you guys for joining up. Nice. And um, if you're interested in keeping the show commercial-free and supporting our work that we do right here, plus you get the after show, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash work for it. Go check it out and see if you want to join up for as little as $10.80 a year. You can do that. So uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And your hard work is appreciated. And remember that you're just, you're, you're, you are you are one of the people making a difference in this world if you're making something. That's the way I look at it. If you're working hard and you're making something, you're making a difference. So you are appreciated.
2: There it is. What's the and question? Brian, for the after I don't show. know if
1: you just like forgot to play the end music. No, or- we
2: need we need a question for the after show. <laughs>
1: Oh question. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think uh, I'm
2: slipping? It's actually you slipping there, Brian. I'm definitely
1: slipping. Hold on. Hey now. Come on now. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> question for the afternoon. Goodness. Who's the noob All right, now? Here we go. <laughs> uh, Ooh, let's see. Man, there's we got some good questions in here. Um, hey Brian and Pickle, Hey, Brian, Brian and pickle. Here are some, here is a question for you. This is from Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Bobby, Phones in your shop. How do you manage to balance being productive in your shop when the need is there to be a customer service rep 24 seven, as well as producing products to leave your shop? Do you guys have a do not disturb set of times on your phone for certain times? That's a really good question because Mm. it's, A lot of these questions recently have been talking about, um, have been talking about actually time management,
0: business side of things and
1: understanding how that works. Okay. And I think really what the, this comes down to is discipline, but we're going to talk about that in the after show a little bit. And, um, I appreciate you guys sending in the questions, by the way. Um, I, we need more. So send us more in the messages section of patron you can send us a direct message there and we will get it we'll answer it in the after show and if you're a patron you can listen to that adios we'll see you on the other side get into that after show baby